What's going on, everybody? It's Real with Jordan and Demi. I'm Jordan Edwards. Uh, today we have Gabby DiMartino on the show. She's obviously a huge YouTuber, and she has a new single out called Heaven, which is a really confessional, uh, lyrically raw song, and we'll get into that. And if you're just interested in what it's like to be a YouTuber and her you know, day-to-day and how she puts her videos together, this is also a good episode for you. Check out Demi's single. Demi has a new single, Boys Like You, that's out now. Um, on all streaming platforms and uh, look for our interviews with uh, Tessa Violet. And we have an interview with Donna Missile up now as well. So check that out. And of course, follow us on Instagram. Uh, so here it is, our interview with Gabby DiMartino. like a princess oh thank you like so literally sweet. sort thank of a, you. Like, everything just leaves me, like, everything. <laughs> thank you so yeah. much i just watched your as someone who does all these vlogs from their home are you always self-conscious about the way the background looks and if your bed's made and all that kind yes. of stuff that would drive me crazy yes. and this is my office so i was just you know i have my cleaning team over today and this is the room that they always have to clean because it's always a mess and i'm like crap i have this interview, so I had to push it to three thirty because had to be clean. Yeah, yeah, it looks great. It looks great. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, so you you got this. So we're recording this a day before Heaven comes out. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like the nerves got to be welling up. I know it's an emotionally raw single, the lyrics and everything. So what the day before it comes out? What's your mindset right now? I feel like the internet is finally going to get a confession from me about what actually went on when I was changing, switching chapters in my life. And not that I wouldn't even title it a confession. It's just that it's my truth. And there, during that time period, there was too much going on in my personal life. The last thing I wanted was there to be chaos in my work life. So those who got it, got it. And the ones that didn't, didn't. And I wasn't ready to talk about, I never will be ready to talk about what happens in my personal life. The internet's so different these days. It's like, I was on YouTube for 10 years. The first seven to eight years, you could talk about anything. You literally could wake up all crusty in bed and talk about this guy slept over the night before. Nowadays, people cut it up in a way that's displeasurable and make you look some sort of way on TikTok. Now that you have TikTok, anyone can upload anything, could tape it, shape it, cut it however they want to manipulate how you're being seen. And I mean, if you heard my song Immaculate, it's literally what it's about. But I, ever since I put out Immaculate, I would just say I put my truth into my lyrics because I could sing my feelings better than talk about them nor do I think I will ever just sit and talk about my feelings again or like not just feelings because I do open up about my feelings on my channel but never will I get like all nitty-gritty and kind of confess my personal life does that make you feel sad in a way a little bit because I grew up on the internet when like you really could could just talk you know But at the same time, it really has taught me all about privacy. I mean, I've been doing this for so long. I grew up thinking that being so open in public was a good thing. But now that I'm 28 years old, that's so weird to say. But now that I'm approaching 30, I think privacy is peace. And I think the ones that embrace and follow me for my art and my crafts are going to listen to it and get it and not misinterpret it into a crap way that like, 
someone on YouTube would interpret? Because a lot of people also go to YouTube to, you know, get the tea and to hate watch. And, you know, you, you, you don't really have the people with your best intentions on there. People who are streaming your music, what are they going to do? There's no comment section. There's no hate train. People are listening to you because they want to listen to you. So I think that's why I feel so safe talking about my feelings and my music. That's so far. Yeah, so... Um, I want to go yeah, actually go ahead, into go ahead. Immaculate. Yeah. That was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about because I thought you were like really putting it out there about kind of the, I guess the price that you pay when you're like in this industry. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so can you tell us about that song in particular? Because that's one of my favorites. I love Immaculate. I feel like um, that song was like, it helped me in a way. Like I got over an extremely anxious episode that lasted for about six to nine months through that song. It like released this fear that I had in me. And, you know, the meaning behind that song only stays so close to my heart because it is really hard to be in the public eye and you get all these people's opinions on how you're doing and how you're, how they, how you look to them. Like you get all these opinions you didn't ask for. And, um, yeah, I felt free because it was through my music. And it's true. Like, nobody's immaculate. So the people that are telling you you have to be a, one way or you can't be one way because you were one way, the people who have everything to say, they're not perfect either. So mm-hmm. that's why it's my favorite. Life lessons. Yeah. Do you feel um, when you're – let me go back. Let, let's, let's get more positive. I feel like we went into, like, the, we went into like the talk <laughs> stuff. I one line that I you heaven is inspired by and fair to remember the lyrics are um and I was curious do you watch classic films do you like old black and white movies I like, love old films they're my favorite I watch them more than like current films what what are what are some of your favorites do you like the old romance stuff or what, I what do, do you I love an affair to remember that's my favorite old movie that's where the quote came from she's well it was a different wording she was like I was looking up it was the nearest thing to heaven. So if you watch that film, it's the backstory. She has an affair. They were supposed to meet nine months later because they both had partners. And when she went to go meet him at the top of a skyscraper, she got hit by a car and paralyzed and was never able to meet him. So he took it as she blew her off. Long story short, they eventually Spoiler met up alert. and it was a beautiful happily ever after. And that's when that line came in. But I also love Sabrina with Audrey Hepburn. I was actually just going to ask about Sabrina. I love Sabrina. I love... Me too. Um, you know, Humphrey Bogart in that movie is just like the coolest, you know? Yeah. And so the what car. what happens in the movie? They, there was a happily ever after? Yes. Or that's no. when they say the line, when they finally unite and she hugs him. Oh, so that's yeah. why it's my favorite line of the movie. It's the 50s. <laughs> All movies kind of end yes. like that in the 50s. Would you Definitely. say you're the, like, romantic type? Definitely. I'm a hopeless romantic. Oh and um, I don't know. I just feel like. I'm always following like my intuition when it comes to romance and it's never led me wrong. And I know people are going to interpret the song however they want to, but this is a rejoiceful song. People can look at me however they decide to look at me, but if they can't relate to it now, maybe they'll relate to it in the future or know someone who can relate to it. The person who leads is not always the bad guy. And Um, I'm entering my heaven. I'm entering what I want. I'm not going to stay held back because, because of what other people want for me. I'm in my heaven right now. So whatever they want to think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When when you, um, w- because you're romantic, do you find that 
you fall hard for people quick and that you kind of let the, the romance aura kind of like cloud you sometimes, or um, are you able to kind of keep your head straight and see the BS all the time? Okay. So I'm a cancer moon. Dude, so, I was just going to say, what is your sign? Cause I'm I was a like, cancer moon. Cancer, like, I'm a cancer too. Uh, okay. That, I love cancer so much. I'm really, oh really God, close to cancers. Wow. Um, so I have a cancer moon and I feel like if I wasn't a Taurus and so goal driven and so like work ethic, I feel like I would stumble so much because I'm such a hopeless romantic, but my work ethic and just like the goals, like it always takes priority. And I, to this day, I think, I thank myself for being a Taurus because I just, I could stumble and fall when I go head over heels, you know, I'm scared. I get so scared of being hurt. I get so scared of hurting people, but like at the end of the day, I'm a Taurus. So I'm like, you know what? I'm working. Like, I, I just am so stubborn. Like, <laughs> as much as I am romantic, I'm like, if it doesn't suit me, whatever. Like, it mm. sounds so mean, but the stubborn Taurus in me is just keeping my head on my shoulders. Because I get so hopeless romantic. It's so easy for me to get distracted. How do you, like, stay balanced, too, with, like, because I know, especially with YouTube, there's a lot of vlogging that you do. Your vlogs are, mm -hmm. like and iconic mm -hmm. how do you kind of like separate your work life from your personal life or do you even do that is there a boundary like one thing i actually just started doing that after um my ex and i broke up because we had a big following together we posted a lot of couples vlogs for like six plus years by the way him and i are still like best friends i was just facetiming him last night we talk all the time we're just not romantic partners we're literally just friends and it ended up being a mutual thing, but it, I'll get into that when we talk more about heaven. But the the way that I see it is just like people who want to know will figure it out. There's no way to hide stuff. They'll figure it out. But I'm not just going to like put stuff out there anymore like I used to with, with my ex. Like we used to put our faces and thumbnails together and like make a whole title of a vlog about something with us. Now, if someone's in my personal life, great there'll be a featured guest but i'm not going to say this is my partner i'm not going to say this is my friend i'm not going to say this is my girlfriend like i'm not going to say that stuff anymore and if people want to figure stuff out they can figure it out but i just i don't know i'm i'm over that chapter too because now that i'm like getting older it's like whoever i'm seeing i have to take more seriously i do want to have a family someday and then when i do have a family i don't want my kids faces on the internet so i really have to take a lot of consideration into who I'm seeing seriously, what I want for my privacy in the future. So yeah, I'm just taking those steps now and taking the blunt of it from the people who want to see more. But at the end of the day, those who benefited from you not having boundaries are the ones who aren't going to be happy when you finally put them down. So if they're going to be upset that I'm not telling them who my boyfriend is, then they can go. Mm -hmm. They're not there for the right reasons. They can listen to my music. <laughs> There you go. Now, of course, you you came up with your sister Nikki. What do you, what do you guys? Now you do your own thing now, but are you guys still close? Like, what what's your vibe right now, you and Nikki? We're so close, but I will say, at the end of the day, we are like co business owners. So, yeah, just like working with anybody, working with a friend, a partner, a sibling. My, my our parents work together they're dentists and growing up we saw firsthand what it's like to work with family literally history is repeating itself i act like my mom she acts like my dad and we just butt heads the same way they do so it's the funniest thing to see and sometimes when we're having like 
these business conversations, I'm like, oh my God, your dad. And she's like, oh my God, your mom. I'm like, wow. <laughs> it's because like, if you just look clearly, I mean, you just look on your Instagrams, it's almost like an, um, you've got such different vibes. You know, she's yeah. got dark, you know, hair black and all that <laughs> stuff. And you're just like princess. Every, it's like, yeah. it's so different. And I get jealous because I'm an only child. So I just, I just, this goes over my head. I just can't relate. So. Yeah, I like being a twin. Like, I feel like I was born into this world with someone who just gets it. Like, I know it's like weird, but if I have, if I'm going through an issue and go to my sister, she just gets it. And yeah. I, I can't imagine not having that, like being just completely on your own without someone who can't, who can't understand the things the way you do. Like, I just can't imagine. Did you ever have a rivalry with her? Or were you always tight? We had a big like fallout around 2020, leading up to 2020, like pandemic, quarantine. We did not have a tight relationship. People we were seeing or friends with at the time kind of benefited from us not getting along with each other. It was just, a, it was a mess. Like our friend group was a mess. It was just a lot. <laughs> I, I meant like when you were little kids, but. Uh, oh, when that, we were little awesome. kids, yeah. we <laughs> always fought. We got along, but we always fought. Like, I think it comes with being so close with someone, like, and sharing such a close territory, like a bedroom and classrooms and cars. Like, I, it's it's bound to happen as a twin. Speaking of sharing, I, one thing that just came to mind when I think about twins, um, I have, like, I have twin best friends, and think they have very different styles, but, like, of clothing. But, like, when it came to, you know, sisters sharing clothes... What was that like? Do you guys, did you guys do that? Or was it yeah. like a fight over a shirt? You know, we would steal each other's guy. clothes all the time. It would cause such a fight. And like growing up, Nikki was always that girl where if she couldn't find something, she'd be like, Gabby, you took it. And I'm like, I didn't touch it. I don't know where it is. Yeah. That's like always that. fun. That's always fun. Yeah, I, I missed out on all that. <laughs> Good. That was, that was the really crazy part of growing up as a twin. Oh my gosh, the fights. You talked about you've been on YouTube for you know, a dec a decade plus now, mm -hmm. um, you've kind of grown, become a woman on YouTube, um, literally. Um, yeah. Do you sometimes wish that you would have had a more private early 20 something late teens kind of world? Yeah. I was just talking about this with my best friend. We were just chatting about what we were doing in our twenties. And I was like, wow, you have such amazing stories from your early twenties. And I feel like I was just working. I, I wish I had those stories. And then he says, well, I wish I was doing what you were doing, like grass you know, is in the early 20s. Yeah. So it's, yeah, the grass is always greener on the other side. So if you could go back to 2012, 2013, is there something you know now that you wish you would have implemented that you wish you would have known back then? I would have told myself to take more opportunities and stop following boys, stop turning down opportunities to be home and next to all the boys that you're so concerned about. Like, cause they don't matter. I mean, they matter, but like, they don't affect your life in the future. So, so don't concerned. waste your time. That is so yeah. I used to literally make decisions based off of like, Oh, but he's here. I don't want to be away. Like, no. <laughs> so silly. That's, it was that Lonzo Ray song? It's like, this is what makes us girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I You're love little, Lana. Little, you know. Oh my God, you are a cancer. You love Lana? I I love her lyrics. She's like a cancer everything. too. She's a cancer too. <gasps> yeah. 
Oh, we had a, we had, we have a moment here. All right, I'm so I feel sorry. left. I'm a, I'm, sorry, I'm, a, I'm a Leo. I'm not an astrology person. I don't know really what that means, but uh, are we, what, the repercussions of that on my romant romantic life, I don't. I'm not sure how that how that all. You're works. you're like a leader. I'm a leader. Yeah, I guess because it's like Leo strength. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've had people tell me that. I guess yeah. I'm kind of leading stuff. Nurturing leader. Like, okay, I'll take it. I'll Other take than it. Lana, though, like going for like you know, back into the music realm. Um, who are some of your pop idols? Kim like, Pedras? Yeah, if you could sit mm-hmm. in, like, let's say, okay, let's say cocktails with three <laughs> of your favorite pop stars, dead or alive, like, who would they be? It's funny you ask that because Kim Petras is number one, and I met her two times at Pride mm-hmm. New York City, and we hung out backstage both times and talked for a while, and she said she watches my videos, so that was unreal. So I already did that, but definitely still Kim. Then I would say Ava Max oh, and Lana Del Rey. Wow. So it's a trio right there. Yeah. I, I would have also mentioned Ariana. She's a doll. But um, I was in the Thank You Next music video. Oh. And yeah, she's I already. What was that like? Very we're, we're lovely that. person. It was amazing. I, I don't remember it. It was like a fever dream. Like I really just. It was so, like such a shock that it just like I, I really don't remember being there. Not because you were high, but because you were. No, it was yeah. just such a whirlwind <laughs> experience. It was, it was like, just so crazy. I think when you get super shocked, you forget things. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when you're in shock. I've met people that I admire just like meeting, shaking their hands, and an hour later, I, I like don't remember shaking their hand. You know. Yeah. No. Same. Yeah. Or people like you look up to that you meet and then you're like, wait, I'm trying to hold on to that image because I know I'm going to forget it because it was so shocking like that. When you, I, I watched your, your, your latest vlog that you posted yesterday Ooh. or last night. Um, and you mentioned that it had been a few weeks since you'd done one because you're working on all this music stuff. When mm-hmm. you are working on a, especially because this is like a big single for you. And last year you had that album. Um, do you kind of set the YouTube stuff aside? Are you able to do that? Or or um, and country music art is always everything twenty four seven. It's usually always twenty four seven because one project feeds the other, and like my fans, they love when I'm on everything, and sure. so do I. I feel like my like I'm very OCD. I actually have OCD, and it, I get very bothered when I'm like ditching a platform for some time. The reason it could go a week to two weeks is usually because I'm also doing Nikki and Gabby. And there's something comes up. In this case, we have to reshoot a video because a brand didn't approve of it. So the day I would have set aside to vlog, like, I couldn't. And then on top of it, I went to New York and I forgot my laptop. And usually I would edit on my laptop, even in that instance, because it was so long. But then I realized, even if I brought my laptop, my libraries, presets, like, music library as a video as a video editing person i i I got you i got you so i don't want to half-ass my video i want to wait till i could give it like everything that i give my videos so you edit you edit your own vlogs yeah that's so that's refreshing i just i just assume that all big youtubers just hand the footage off and they got it i'll never give it up part right it is my favorite part to see everything in front of me and like make it all go together so I don't know. I, I will never give that up. I, I'm a control freak. I know my angles. Like I know what I want to keep in and what I want to take out. When I used to have an editor, I listen, I loved her. Such a doll. So sweet. 
but I have like this people pleasing in me where like I started feeling bad sending lists of notes. Can you take this out and put this in? Can you take oh. this out and put this in? Take this out, take this out. This angle's bad. I felt so bad because it would just take forever. And it got to the point where I was only posting once a week instead of two times a week because it would take forever to get it perfected. It's just easy to do yourself. It. So it's like wham, bam, upload when I do it myself. How does your family feel about like the two of you being so in like in this industry? How do they feel about that? They're, they're little twins. You yeah. Know? They, at first they, cause they're dentists. They like, didn't understand. They were like, you know, you got to prepare like the internet only lasts so long. And like, I understood that like as a parent, I feel like I would be the same way. Thankfully, like through the grace of God, there's all these other platforms now now that like like YouTube, there's more than just YouTube. There's TikTok, there's Reels, there's all this. So um, I understand where their concern was and their concern is still with that. But now they're like more chill. They're like, oh, okay, they got this. They're like internet girls. Well, and, and, the, and the, your, your business model, it's it's sufficient. It's, it's working. Yeah. Like yeah. the way that it's set up um, is just very easy for Nikki and I to like do our music. I and mean, we're so grateful that we could even do music. It's like such an expense to do it when you're independent, when you're an independent artist versus with the label. It is, oh my gosh, I replaced my love for buying luxury bags with a music, helping my music career. I couldn't do it all. I had One had to sacrifice for the other. So I guess like if you go back to my vlogs, I was really well known for like binge shopping and buying a ton of bags and I also kind of had a little bit of a shopping addiction too I mean when your career is based on shopping it's bound to happen <laughs> yeah but she's I, like now I'm going to the studio yeah Thank no yes. I just I rather invest in myself and what I love to do and it really kind of helped me snap out of that mindset and having that shopping addiction it really helped to have goals and you know I did have those goals back then but I didn't think like like it could be me. I was just like, oh, I started as a YouTuber who did covers. Like, how could I be a music artist? And I guess when I just went through a really big mental health journey, I realized that it I shouldn't shoot my goal my goals down. I should keep moving forward and know that anything's possible if you really love what you do. So in that case, it's okay if I get two designer bags a year. I rather just <laughs> do my thing. Yeah, but see, you gotta have a one or two a year. I mean, yeah. On, you gotta, you know, yeah. yeah. Was it like a retail therapy kind of like thing? Like definitely, definitely. Wow. Yeah. I need to learn from you. Jordan makes yeah. fun of me all the time because he's like Demi, like you wear your Demi's the opposite. She the five, she has five shirts she wears. Five shirts. Yeah. Well there's a reason for that. I came to LA with like without a luggage and I ended up staying here now throughout the summer. So like, you know, I'm it's kind of a sign. Not, it's like your, it's like your vibe. Like this, this isn't even my yeah. shirt. Minimal this summer. You should go to out of the closet in WeHo. Go to out of the closet. There's a store called out of the closet in WeHo, West Hollywood. They literally have like trendy clothes, thrifted clothes that are trendy for like two bucks a shirt. No. Yeah. That's where like, like I got my whole LA wardrobe there. I just think it's like the, the whole thing of going there and then you have to try it on. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. That's right. With handbags, there's no trying on a handbag. You just go, you like it, you know, yeah. like, you're good to go. You're good to go. I almost um, bought this uh, from the Barbie movie. There's this like this hand like held little Louis Vuitton bag that she uses and they were selling it in January and I wanted it so bad. And cause I wanted to put the song out. I was like, you know what? No, that $9,000 bag. Goodbye. I don't need it. Oh, wow. Mm. Oh. Do you, when you were, <laughs> 
getting serious about your, like going from YouTube covers and, and then there's like a moment where you're like, I'm going to be a serious artist with my own original music. Um, did you think about like the plan? Okay. I need to get a producer. I need to do this. Like what was the moment that shifted? Like I'm not a YouTuber anymore, just a YouTuber anymore. I also want to be a serious artist. How did that happen? So what happened was I got really sick this December for two weeks. I had the flu and, um, I was previously working with someone else for music management and I wasn't happy with where things were going. I felt like I was just sitting too much. I'm a go-getter. I love to work. I love opportunity. And I realized I'm not going to get the opportunities that I want if I don't just hustle for myself and regroup and make a whole new team. And so I, when I was sick, I used that time to build a new team and start over. And if that was really hard on my mental health because I knew I, knew I was going to have to start from square one doing that. Um, I was happy with how the release of my album went, but I felt like I was more focused on YouTube during the time that I put out that album. I feel like now I would have promoted it completely different. I would have set up a whole different like campaign plan. Now I feel like it's different with my team and I, I feel like my fans have noticed. I've seen a few comments. It's like more taking control of my Instagram than just YouTube and like just not just Instagram, but like social media, it's just more of a thing now. And it's just one song coming out, not an album. So I feel like this year was really, really hard to do that because in order to do music, I have to work really, really hard, you know, with my main business and the other businesses that branch off of it. So I was really not sleeping well. I wasn't getting a lot of sleep because when I should be going to bed, I was up like messaging with agencies overseas. And then when I would wake up, then my real time East Coast team would start group chat messaging at 8am and then 12 rolls around and then my LA team starts the group mm -hmm. chat starts going off. And then my filming group chat starts going off. And then I have to worry about my vlogs as well. So it was just a lot from like December to April, my mental health was really bad. I actually made a video that I privated um, where I kind of just broke down to my fans, like, because they were saying I was giving weird energy in my videos. I wasn't like my normal self. But at the end of the day, like, I was just really, really overworked. And Nikki and I, we stopped doing Nikki and Gabby videos all year. So my main, like, businesses were my channel and my perfume. So I had to completely um, submerge myself into that. We had a podcast that we eventually, like, stopped doing and um we started picking up nikki and gabby again in april and may um everything's been so much better since doing that channel again we're having so much fun with it i felt like something was missing when i wasn't doing it because i've been doing that for 11 years so i think to incorporate that back into my life helped it helped give me a schedule and a routine so now i do sleep i know when to set aside time to message agents agencies i know when when to message what times to set aside other group chats so I feel like the whole putting music first was the only reason I put myself through that because that's how bad I want it. So if you, if you want something that much, like you will do anything for it. You'll sacrifice sleep. You'll sacrifice your personal life. You'll sacrifice like m missing family events. Like you will do whatever it takes to get what you want to do. Like I can't explain it, but I'm proud of myself for pulling through the spring because it was really, really hard. I think when you're when you're not getting as the sleep that you need, it's gonna show on camera. Like not just physically, but 
like my eyes look so tired and people could tell I was sad but like even though I was sad I was still so happy to be reaching for something but there comes a point where you need to like really take care of your mental health and find a groove and find your routine and I think you know when I took those two weeks off after I made that video I found my routine and I found my groove and I think everything's been a lot better. Now we will let you go here in a minute, but we never really gone into the actual music of heaven, the actual, like what it sounds mm -hmm. like and everything. And the production is kind of a, a mismatch, a, a mishmash, not a mismatch, a mishmash of different decades. I feel like there's some eighties in there. There's some like Y2K, like late Y2K, like 2007 Lady Gaga kind of sound going on there. Mm -hmm. So when it came to the sound of this single, how did that, the whole production come together? What, what were you going for? So the sound was very, very inspired by like, like the weekend synth pop meets like Mamma Mia, like ABBA type vibes. Like that's what it was inspired by. A little bit of Carly Rae Jepsen, Ava Max influences. Mm -hmm. um, just the process, writing the lyrics happened way before I started recording. I wrote the lyrics on, on a flight home from calling off my elopement. And um, I added music with Liar Music Group. I added the, the background in June. So, and so yeah, it was like six months, a five month period where the wow. song, the demo was completed. And then the recording happened in July, June, late June, early July. And then I've been fixing it all year. I performed it in London when I performed in London in July, but I did, that wasn't the master. I played with it a little bit more the rest of the year. I wanted to perfect it since that song means so much to me. And also because I was going through so much with my team internally up until December. So I've been sitting on it and I'm really happy that it's out. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's more than a year in the making. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Anything else you got, Demi? Shout out. <laughs> I just wanted to also commend you on being like a multifaceted woman in this industry like I think like everyone has their start. It's so cool that you started on YouTube. That's like such a, you know, there's a lot of like Nepo babies and like um, industry plants, but like you really built your fan base like on your own while having fun doing it. Yeah, you have like yeah. evidence that you're not an industry plant. You have like, it's I have so 10 years of these YouTube videos to yeah. show that I'm not. Yeah, cool yeah. shout out. But I, I do find that interesting yeah. about the, how people on YouTube evolve how their careers evolve how they change lanes how they try new things we just did a show with tessa violet a few days hey. ago and she's definitely like shifted to, to music after being just a youtuber for a while so i think the whole world's interesting to me um and i appreciate knowing your getting to know your your routine and how you segment yes. your days that's really helpful um and so i guess the last thing we do what do you do when you're not working that's the last question I, what do you do to actually have fun? I have fun like hanging out with my friends. All, like when I'm not in a big city like LA or New York, I'm here in Pennsylvania. And that's why I still live here. I like have a whole friend group here. We go to the Renaissance Fair. We like have dinner mm -hmm. parties. We dress up like Marie Antoinette. We're crazy. We're like, we like have so much fun. Are you <laughs> Steelers or Oh, I don't watch sports. Oh, you don't watch sports. <laughs> I, that I know. A, did that you I know. hear me say I'm an artsy kid? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm both. I'm both. I'm both. No, I'm so artsy, musical theater, everything. Okay. Well, that, yeah. what, what's your favorite um, Broadway musical? Mm. Do you have one? Wicked. Wicked? Nice. nice. Good choice. Yes. Good choice. Good choice. I've seen it four times. Oh, my goodness. Maybe yeah, we'll be casting it someday. 
I saw mm-hmm. Lion King five times. Oh, don't say that. Everyone will get so mad if I say, oh my God, I'm about to be. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Thank you so much for joining us in the show, Gabby. Um, congratulations on the single, and we thank look forward you. to what you have going on next. Thank you. I'm going to snap a pic for my story. Okay. All right. Cute. All right. This is like the new way. I feel like people like this, and then there's this, but it's hard to do this. Oh, I don't. I can never do that. I like <laughs> too much. Yeah, it's so. Weird. <laughs> I think it's my nails. I don't know. I can never do it. <laughs> All right, Gabby. We'll see you later. See you later, right, Gabby. It's a pleasure getting to know you guys. You too. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. Dope. That was Gabby Di Martino. Oh. I we're thought not, we were off air. We're not off air. Like, we're still on. We can still high five. We can still high five. Like, just because just just we're still on the air. Yeah, yeah. So we just got to wrap it up. So we have a lot of stuff going on. Um, new projects. Go to popdust.com for uh, new episodes of Demi Ramos show where Demi actually talks to a person in real life, uh, not just over video chat. Um, and we have new photo shoots coming out. Demi's new single, by the time you watch this, will be out. Boys Like You, go stream it. Music video coming for that soon. All right. Um, I guess that's it, right, Demi? It's, I blame the super gold. Super gold. Is this, oh, big gold. Big gold. Big gold. Blame for all that. And Demi, what's your, how do you, you're a big, you're a big caffeine person. Oh. What's your, what's your favorite coffee drink or way to consume (laughs) caffeine? Because I know you really don't do Red Bull. We already went over that. You really don't do Red Bull. <laughs> okay. To be honest, like I get made fun of because I'm just not like very, um, you know, I'm not very picky with anything <laughs> except for, <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> that horrible. Except for maybe boys. But um, with coffee. And music production. And music. Mm. Yeah. Like art boys we're picky about. But when it comes to like other things like fashion. Food and drink. And <laughs> I honestly think a 7-Eleven Big Gulp is so fucking good mm-hmm. and refreshing and everyone should get it. 7-Eleven over Starbucks. So I, I will say I gave you a hard time for eating the gas station fried chicken next to my house. That was one time. One time, right. I gave you. That was one time. So I ate that myself yesterday and it wasn't bad. I ate the chicken strips, chicken tenders. Not bad. Did you walk there? Yeah. Oh, hell no. Yeah. He pulled a me. Well, yeah, I walk. I you walk. Know he has to walk under a bridge. To I get walk there. under a Just bridge. Um, like literally walk underneath the bridge. Like, yeah, shout yeah, out yeah. Kirk <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, we need to end this. We need to end this. Okay. Um, as always, go to popdust.com for the latest in pop culture and music news. Go to our Instagrams. I'm Jordan Edward Studio. Demi's at Demi underscore Ramos for the latest on what we're doing. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye.